0: Launch our intro, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> that's the best way to do it. Yeah. All right. Um, hello and welcome to Now Fear This with Becky and Marie, the podcast where we talk about all the things that scare the shit out of us and a few things that don't. I'm Becky and that's Marie right over there. How are right. you? I'm I'm good. I'm I'm not too bad. Good. I, I feel this might be like a wheel of fear. I'm fearing your wheel of fear. So what are you fearing today? Give me your choices. Let's go. <laughs> Uh well, it's not i tried to think of a, a funny stuff but I there's like dystopian future stuff I'm fearing. Not <laughs> sure any of it's funny. I think um, you're living I, the dystopian future right now. In light of our episode a couple of weeks ago, I'm fearing my sister staying at my house again for a extended period of time because <laughs> you're traveling and then uh yeah. and then she's going to be a new squatter <laughs> I'm also she fearing every I asked James, I go, I need a funny fear really quick. Can you help me think of one? And he's like, oh, I've got a good one. Why don't you talk about, like, how you fear Marvel Comics phase four plan for for the Avengers universe? I'm like, what do you think this podcast what is? That? I was like, I'm not going to say that. I how you listen to our show. Like, the that's C-Nodic some, N- like, N- real grade A nerd shit right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, we might well, lose viewers over that <laughs> or listeners whatever viewers i'm fearing james's funny fear that's my uh it's too nerdy for us i think i think uh, so and then he was also like trying to talk about like politics and stuff he's like this isn't funny but you could fear this i'm like i'm <laughs> no. <laughs> not gonna talk you don't about- want to lose people 90 seconds into the episode because i think this is gonna be no. a good one in fact this might even be a two-parter yeah yeah um yeah we'll see like last time when we went to cancun my sister broke a bunch of things again like random stuff like she chipped the side of the counter next to the sink in the kitchen like what i don't know i mean it's not like she mentioned it it's not like she said hey sis i chipped the counter i just noticed the counter was chipped or like the toilet in the guest bathroom the lid of it is scratched like severely scratched you're describing a crime scene right now like like, we need forensic techs to come in and do luminol and stuff oh there's way more so I I think on a previous episode I may have talked about how she put a lamp in the bed with her I told you about that right yep the lamp did not survive (laughs) (laughs) every time we come back there's something and I'm really mortified that one of these times she's going to break my Jonathan Adler hand this oh. hand sculpture uh-huh. i have oh yeah i've right. seen pictures of it with walter well put it on our exactly. website yeah and she insists on like storing things next to it but i had a conversation with her where i was trying to be like hey you know when you put your laptop on the kitchen table can you put something underneath it so you don't scratch it and things like that but at a certain point i'm like complaining about so much i'm like am i that asshole that has people in my house and like give them a list of rules yeah, I mean, Fine. honestly, sometimes you've seen the Chappelle show, right? Where Rick James is, like, putting his muddy boots on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> like she's like, fuck your couch, essentially, you know? <laughs> but the whole thing is her watching the cats, right? And I think she's good with the cats. And Walter loves her. Absolutely. Well, that's good. Because he yeah. could murder her in her sleep if he wanted to. Well, she has voiced to me almost like someone coming to HR that sometimes Walter's behavior makes her uncomfortable, like he's molesting her. Could you file a report with HR? I didn't. (laughs) I said, if something Walter is doing makes you uncomfortable, then don't let him do it. Is that, that's, that never occurred to her? Well, no, but I say the same thing to James, because James will say the same thing. And I'm like, well, just don't let him do that. And he's like, no, it's okay for a little bit. And I'm like oh my gosh you guys (laughs) i just uh, just a little bit just a little bit i mean he literally just takes his face and puts it like right here real hard and then just he'll just dig into the neck and just be like oh it's i don't like it so when he does it i squirt him or i say no of course but like he's 20 21 pounds he's gigantic or linda's four foot nine yeah so like she's the size of a gymnast yeah. He's fully molesting her. I've seen it. <laughs> it kind of creeps me out, but we bought this automatic cat food dispenser. Cause we're trying, we fear cat obesity. So we're trying to not have our cats be obese. Sure. And so Walter has just got a tendency towards that. And so we've been controlling the food with an automatic cat dispenser. Mm-hmm. I don't know. James's message on it is weird. He's like, come on, kitties, time for food. Come on, kitties, time for food. Come on, kitties. Don't say that ever again. Stop saying that again. <laughs> I hear that three times a day. Three times, three times a day.
1: Yeah, Good and Lord.
0: it's really creepy. I don't, I'm do like, why aren't you saying it in your normal voice? And I'm, he's like, that is my normal voice. I'm like, you don't talk like that normally. No, well, he doesn't. If he but, did, you wouldn't stay married. <laughs> Butter I've explained Come on Marie, time for sex. Come on, Marie, time for sex. <laughs> Come on, Marie, let's make some martinis. You'd never make a fucking martini ever. Come on, Marie, let's watch the Avengers in the multiverse. Whatever. Right? But I, the whole I'll I'll wrap this up, but the whole point of the cat dispenser is we take the people out of it, right? So I'm hoping that it'll train them. When you hear James's creepy voice, (laughs) you know, that's when you get to eat and we're not going to feed you. But then he explained it to her, Linda, but she's feeding them in between. Right. Because she can't handle them crying and like begging for it. They're still crying and begging. They haven't learned that the creepy James voice gets them food. No. No. We still have to put That's Walter- That's because she's undoing it. She's undoing what you're doing. Oh, we're gone, yeah. So we had kind of gotten Walter in a place where he wasn't banging on the temple rubbing and, like, scratching the TV, and now he's back to that at five in the morning, and we have to go lock him up in the tower. Oh, Walter. Yeah, he's he's being imprisoned quite a bit lately. <laughs> going to get called by somebody. If there was still a police force that actually did anything, somebody might call them on you. <laughs> right. Our downstairs neighbor just did ask us if we had cats. We kind of have this new policy where we're not going to be nice about noise. So if new people move in below us, we're not going to be like, hey, if anything's bothering you, let us know. Because it just opens the door to them complaining about everything or walking, whatever. So when the woman approached James about it, she was like, do you guys have cats? And James was like, yeah, why? And She was like, oh, because I have cats too. And the other night I heard cats clomping and running around and she was like, but my cats were laying in bed with me, so it really creeped me out. <laughs> yeah. What if you said, no, we don't have cats. What do you... you know? I should have said that, right? You know, our building in Dallas is haunted. There's some weird noise that happens in between apartments. You can hear it. Like, I'll hear it on my ceiling or someone will hear it on their floor. It sounds like a ball rolling. like a You know when a pinball goes to the top and then rolls back down, that sound? And it sounds like somebody is either playing jacks or a pinball machine or something. And people in the building have talked about it. It happens all over the building. and Nobody knows what it is or why it's happening. And uh, so we decided it's some sort of a ghost. Maybe a child ghost playing jacks or something. You know how they shoot? It's, I've never played jacks in my life. Like, you, don't you shoot a ball? I used to play a jacks ball? all the time, yeah. So you you take the ball, you throw it up in the air, and you have to grab the jacks. The ball can only bounce once, and then you grab the... But then it rolls. Doesn't it roll, or you don't... No, that's, uh-oh, that's uh-oh. marbles. Uh-oh. Marbles! That's my, It might be marbles that I'm thinking yeah, of. It's, it sounds like some sort of a child's game. Anyway. Um, some child's game. I never child's game. That I never. I was a little um, girl. I never played those child games. When I was a little girl, all I did was read, like a like a big nerd and and stuff. But um, I would love it if you could convince your neighbors that the place was haunted. But you missed your opportunity. I have some baby formula fears too, but we could probably talk about that next. time We <laughs> better get to it. This is a lot of material today. <laughs> yes. All right. Mm. So, Becky, what are you fearing? Marie, I'm fearing Skidmore, Missouri. Okay, that is plain and simple. Have you ever heard of said town? Is this a new CW show, Skidmore? Skidmore? I don't know. (laughs) If so, they need to rename it. It sounds like a new CW show where there's like hot people that cast spells and do crimes and. (laughs) Yeah? Skidmore. Skidmore. Um, Or something really dirty in your underpants. My point is, Skidmore (laughs) is a tiny, tiny town. So let me give you some demographics about Skidmore. Okay. Uh it is uh, in western Ottawa County, Missouri. Is it Missouri or Missouri? I think it's Missouri. It's Missouri. Okay. Population in 2010 was 284. That's not very many. But in 2020 it was 187. So we're not going in a good direction here in Skidmore. Okay. <laughs> um it's also 97.88% white. Um, it is known for one little thing called the pumpkin show which I think, it's not Halloween because it's done in like the summertime. Uh, Pumpkin? Pumpkin. There's a parade, a tractor, an antique car show, and then people can get voted Mr. and Miss Pumpkin. There's a competition. Family fun time. Okay. There's a new mayor in town who has tried to make a concerted effort to revitalize downtown and bring in restaurants and all these things. So, um, but Skidmore is really known for some really weird crimes unsolved and solved so I sent you a couple of articles did you have a chance to glance at them I did yeah okay so I'm going to talk about one that I didn't send you first because this is probably one of the most wheels off stories of crime and unsolved crime that I've heard in a while and I heard about this story when I was a child um, because it happened in you were a child reading books and not playing. when I was a child reading books and not playing jacks Literally don't know how to play it, but you just explained it to me the first time in my life. I was this Next many days together, old that I learned that. I'll bring some jacks. We'll play. Don't threaten me. <laughs> okay. Now oh, many of my sources, and there's a bunch, so I'm just gonna go through a couple of them and then put the rest on our website. Okay. Medium, the great website, Talk Murder with Me. And she has a great blog where she has details of all these crimes at the very end. She'll give her thoughts. She does it really well. Oxygen, Rolling Stone a book called Baby Be Mine by Diane Fanning, allthat'sinteresting.com, and then fox2now.com, and this article by Kevin Held is the one I'm going to refer to the most for this first story. So this is a story about a guy named Ken Rex. Isn't that a weird name? Ken Rex. It is weird. Yeah. Last name, McElroy. Um, so our buddy Ken over here, Kenny boy, was a terrible fucking human, okay? And I'm going to tell you why I say that. In his life, Kenny Boy was accused of and went to trial for dozens of felonies. And here's a short list of the kinds of felonies we're talking about. Burglary, hog and cattle rustling, which by the way is in most states, it's still that is still a capital crime. Um, Animal cruelty, arson, more than one rape, child molestation, assault, assault with a deadly weapon. I could go on. But this went on and on and on. And so one of the things that would happen is he was such a terror in this town that the cops were scared of him for one thing. But also witnesses were intimidated to even say that they saw him do a thing or you know. So so in 1976, uh he uh pulled a shotgun on a farmer and shot him in the stomach. His name is Romaine Henry. Henry survived and they went to trial. But at trial Kenny Boy's attorney produced witnesses who testified under oath that Kenny Boy wasn't anywhere around. He was with them hunting like three counties away and he was found not guilty, even though the guy literally was looking right at him when he shot him. Oh, um, He also raped a 12-year-old girl named Trina. Did not go to prison for that. In 1980, he shot uh, the 70-year-old town grocer in the neck. So the other day we were talking about the librarian kills a guy over a cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. That was just a brief part of our show the other day. Well, this guy shot the 70-year-old grocer in the neck following a dispute that had gone on for months. And what was it about, Marie, not a cheese sandwich? That would be rational compared to this. Okay. It was about a piece of stolen candy. Um, well, he lived because Kenny Boys wasn't very good at murder. He was convicted of this assault but he was let out of jail awaiting appeal. And then he went back on his campaign of terror by making threats against a grocer while armed with a rifle. Now, everyone in this town feared this
1: dude, okay? Everyone.
0: So here's what happened. Um, On the morning of July 10th, 1981, the sheriff met with a bunch of people in town saying, please, can y'all do something about this? Please, can the police do something about this man? He's terrorizing all of us. We're scared to death of this guy. Well, the sheriff had a real great suggestion. He's like, there's fuck all I can do, but why don't y'all go confront him? Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Okay, so McElroy and his wife arrived at a place called D&G Tavern for their morning drink, Marie. We're morning time going to the tavern. We got to get our morning drink on. I I can't day drink. You still, you can't? No, it makes me sleepy. Well, yeah, you have to kind of, you have to, you can't stop. (laughs) I think if you stop, then you're fucked. (laughs) You have to go straight to bed. You can't be reasonable. If you're going to day drink, you can't be reasonable. You have to go straight to intoxication. Yep.
1: And then maintain. maintain.
0: Yeah, you have to stay, you have to maintain it. There you go. You're welcome. Or you you have to be 23. Like, um, okay. So the, the group from that meeting with the sheriff walks together and there's a big group of people. I mean, there's like 50 people. They walk together through downtown to the tavern. Meantime. Wait, 50 people roll. are going to confront this guy or just to yeah. get their morning drink? Probably both. <laughs> but they were going to go confront him because I guess they knew he went to this tavern every morning. I don't fucking know, but they knew he was there. Do you remember when everybody used to say, get my drink on? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. people, don't <laughs> yes, say I people don't say that anymore. You don't get stuff on anymore. You don't like. I'm going to get my podcast on or get my drink on. Or. We don't say that anymore. Yeah. Because it's stupid. Um, the world's a better place that we don't say that anymore. <laughs> so, um, McElroy, Kenny Boy, okay, he goes, he's with his wife. So he leaves the bar with his wife. They go to the truck that's parked out front, and this crowd is coming towards them of 50 people. They get in the truck, and in front of 50 people, a shooting starts. Kenny Boy was. Struck by two different firearms. His wife was unharmed. He died behind the wheel of his truck. And no one called an ambulance.
1: Now, to this day, no
0: one is charged with any crimes related to this. We don't know who shot. We do not know who shot. They have kept their mouths shut or they're all dead. And they took it to their grave. Everyone saw it. And no one said anything because the town took care of it like the sheriff told them to. So they just they were like problem solved. Yep. And the police and, and and like federal investigators and Missouri State investigators came into the town. We're gonna solve this crime, you're not gonna get away with it. And no one said a fucking word. Not even the wife. Wow. She actually eventually did say that she saw one of the shooters because there were two different firearms that they figured out different ones. But they, I don't think she ever actually named the person. Well, she did try and sue the town for millions uh, and settled for like $17,000 or something. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the wife. Remember I told you that Kenny had raped a 12-year-old girl named Trina? That was her. Yep. So she married him. Interesting. To avoid rape charges, he divorced his current wife at the time and married the child when she was 14. And she was pregnant with his baby. He well, burned down a girl was it statutory rape because those are two different things. She was twelve, right. so it's not. No, she was twelve. No, I'm saying it's wrong, but I'm saying like there are cases where teenage girls, it's they're still manipulated and everything. But I'm saying, was it? I guess it doesn't matter. She's twelve. Yeah, it doesn't matter. She's twelve. Right. She's twelve. We can a different conversation if she's 16 or 17 we're not talking about that when she's 12 you're right um to avoid these rape charges he divorced his wife and married her he burned down her parents home and shot her family's dog in order to force her parents to agree to the marriage oh okay so the parents weren't even on board for it either no and he went back and shot another dog or shot the same dog again i don't know according to this after she went into hiding with him and had their baby to, I guess, keep them under his thumb and make sure they knew that they had to stay away. And she stayed married to him until he died. Can you imagine the fucking life she must have lived at home with that guy? Did she comment at all about the relationship or? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I do know that his headstone reads something about brave, fearless, and compassionate. Mm -hmm. Okay, first of all, no, Mm -hmm. he wasn't. And you can't be brave and fearless. Bravery requires that you have fear and still do it anyway. He's done um, no doubt, a criminal and a terrible person. Um, I, I am curious, though, about their relationship. Yeah, well,
1: Do I don't think
0: it? that if you're 12 and you get pregnant by a dude that you marry, that it's, you're destined to be happy. No, Plus, no, I'm sure He's a piece terrible. of garbage, so he's not going to be like a great guy at home and like, <laughs> a nightmare out in the world, you know? No, it sounds it's like story he kidnapped her, basically. You burn the mm-hmm. parents' house down and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead shot the dog too um but the story reminds me of like people who go through prolonged series you know like stalkings where it's like the only thing that will end this is if the person dies he stalked that town like he terrorized that entire town and he was never going to stop you know all right so that's that story let's put a pin in that one and we're gonna move on 20 years down the road All right, so where do we go from here? There's a... I do have a quick question about that. Okay. So the police said they couldn't do anything, right? So this is very similar to other cases that we've talked about where, you know, people are being stalked or like the cases where people were living with them and the police basically say they can't do anything. So it does seem like in, in our legal system, and I don't know what other legal systems are like, but in ours in particular, we're not much into preventative measures, right? No, we just, are not. Let no, it play not. out, and then we'll charge somebody with a crime. That's absolutely. Kind of- I mean, one of the things I studied when I was getting my crim degree, chronology degree, was mass shootings and mass shooters and how the patterns of behavior are so similar and their mentality is so similar that, that, that many of them are eminently preventable. But we absolutely do not try. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. All right. So let's fast forward. So that was in what? What did I say? 80, 81? So fast forward to the year two thousand. On October sixteenth, there was a woman named Wendy Gillenwater, and she was dating an apparently monstrous human named Greg Dragoo. What a horrible name, Greg, Greg Dragoo. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, one night he uh just he murdered her, and he murdered her in such a horrific way. Not only did he beat and stomp on her, and the article says he stomped on her brutally. I'm like, you can't, you're not stomping on her sweetly. I mean, right? You're not gently stomping on her. You're going to brutally stomp. If you stomp, you brutally stomp. But one of the things that they believe that he did was he tied her to the back of his car and dragged her down several country roads outside town before going back to her home and dropping her in front of her house. Is this her, is this his girlfriend or his wife? Yes. His girlfriend, okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Yeah, it's not. Now I mean, you could do that to your wife, but not your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, I don't even think that's illegal anymore, is it? Oh, you can do that to your wife. Come on. I mean, yeah, it's, he he should have married her first. Take take a cue from uh, what's his name over exactly. here. Nobody would have a problem with it if they were married. <laughs> all right all right so that one there's not very many details and i looked and i looked and i looked there's just not a lot of details like there are these next two or three stories i'm going to tell you okay um um there was a book called no one saw a thing is one of the big ones about some of these crimes or maybe just the big bully crime there was a movie that was made about it i think it might have even called bully um about a group of people who murders a bully um there's a tv show called. Okay. What's the name of it? Sorry. Anyway, there's a TV show that just came out in the last year uh, where a guy who either grew up in the town or knows the town really well was one of the producers and writers of that show. And part of it is this Wendy Gillenwater story and these other kind of weird crimes. All right. So not too long after that, this is in um, April of... So did she die? Yeah. And did he go to jail? He actually went to prison. How about that? Okay, all right. He went to prison. And the next this story and the next couple of stories I'm gonna tell you have a connection as well beyond just being in this town. So this next one happens in April of two thousand and one. And there's a guy named Branson and his last name is Perry. And he uh was twenty years old. I think he just turned twenty. He was living with his father. He was kind of doing gig work around town, like construction or this or that. And he um because his father was in the hospital. He had been visiting his father every night in the hospital. And his father was going to go home in the next few days. So his not girlfriend, but just friend. Uh, Jenna helped him clean up the house. And they really just clean, 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 clean. There were two guys outside who were either friends or acquaintances of them who were fixing something on the dad's car as well. Um, so there were these two people outside and Jenna inside this house. Um, Middle of this cleanup, or when they're done with the cleanup, I mean, middle of the day, people around. Perry says to his friend Jenna, "He's like, you can clean up, take a shower in another room. I'm gonna go get something out of the shed." She does get out of the shower and see him, like in the in the yard. He's kind of walking away from the house, and she shouts to him, "You know what are you doing?" And he says, "I'm going to put away the jumper cables and run out for a bit. I'll see you in a few minutes." Um, So. Perry is very close with his father, um, so he went to see him every night. That night, he didn't go see his father at the hospital, and his grandmother stopped by the hospital, finds out that, that Perry hadn't come by. She goes by the house, and strangely, the doors to the house were unlocked, and I don't, it says open, but that could mean just unlocked. I don't think there was wide open, but they were unlocked, which is weird. And I'm thinking, what the fuck, Jenna? You're the friend and you don't leave the house unlocked if you're waiting for your friend to come back. So I find her behavior very, very strange. Um, So the grandmother uh, starts asking around town. I mean, the town's not big. Even in 2000, it still wasn't huge. Uh, No one had seen him. Days and days go by. Dad gets out of the hospital. Grandmother, mom, and dad file police report. That is the last anyone had ever seen or heard of our friend Branson Perry middle of the day walking across the earth. Really? Isn't that like we've done a couple of episodes on creepy disappearances. And those confound me and make my head go crazy. Someone is just plucked out of their life, poof, into thin air. I just don't know what to do with that, you know? And of course there are theories, and we're gonna take a weird turn in just a second. This is not the weird turn, the weird turn's coming up, but this is just a kind of a factor that we're just not sure where it plays in. A few days before he disappeared, he visited his neighbor Jason, who allegedly gave him an unidentified drug. I don't know if you read this part. You read about this mm-hmm. a little bit, didn't you? Okay. No. So he took the drug, which maybe was ecstasy. I don't know. But he responded to it by stripping naked, dancing around Jason's home, shaving his pubic hair, and having some sort of sexual relations with Jason. What? <laughs> yes. Jason told the story. Yeah. No, Jason didn't deny it. But a few days later, Branson told his father about it. So he had a gay, he had a gay interaction and he was disturbed by it. I I don't know, because his father suspected he was gay long before that. His father wasn't mad about him being gay. His father was mad about him doing that. Are you drugs. sure this isn't a story about Madison Cawthorn? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds as very a- much like a Madison Cawthorn story. As far as I know, Branson never lied about getting into the military academy and how he ended up paralyzed or molested people or shot I don't know people. what happened. I just took a drug and all of a sudden I shaved my <laughs> pubes and started doing games. had sex with dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before that, I was totally straight. i almost snorted my coffee sorry (laughs) i like i i've never this is always curious to me this is going to be judgmental i wish we had a little alarm that went off whenever i was being judgmental i thought thought we had an old lady judgment alarm i don't know i'll get one but my point is i've never done anything under the influence of a substance that you wouldn't do sober for the most part. Yeah. I've said things. Maybe I've been a little more, a little more free with my words, or a little more brave. But I wouldn't go from like a little bit brave to publicly shaving my pubes and screwing a girl. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like there's no. Dr- <laughs> I just don't feel like okay. Maybe you're drunk and you kiss a girl. Okay, oh. I can do that. But like, do you think there's something that you would take that would make you, like, strip naked, shave your pubes in front of somebody, and then have sex with the same gender? I have nothing wrong with people doing that. I'm just saying it's. I don't know what kind of drug that would be, <laughs> but I do know this, and I'm going to talk around this story. Okay, it happened a long time ago. Doesn't hear about this. They're gonna they're, now. They're gonna think they're making a drug in California that makes people gay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i was trying to find us while you were talking i was trying to find us a little alarm on my phone that i could use but i'm not good enough at iphones so even find it how old lady is that so i know somebody who is not gay who did take some drug i don't know what drug it wasn't unidentified to this person he just took a drug okay and he's not gay i'm telling you that is important to this story okay who actually started coming on to somebody of the same sex after taking this drug and when this person sobered up this person was still not over the fact that they did this, like couldn't believe that they had done this. Like, I'm not, I'm just saying, I I do not believe it to you. Have you ever taken a substance and and like done things like that are way outside of your character? No, I think one of the things that people, that people can pretty much agree on is that if you say something when you're drunk, you mean it. You just shouldn't, you would never have said it when you were sober. Right. It's. it's um, I don't think water. you start spewing lies. I don't think you start becoming a whole, totally different human. Right. Uh, I just don't. I mean, like when my dad had a brain tumor, he said some pretty colorful things. I think mm-hmm. those things were in his were in his head as a person who didn't have a brain tumor. He just had a, a adult filter. Do you know what I'm? Oh my gosh! What are you doing? I spilled coffee on my shirt i feel like you're coming on to me or something i'm not coming on to you <laughs> i mean not that i wouldn't if i were taking your california drug but <laughs> I just, yeah. like, i'm sorry it does look like i'm looking at i'm touching my boobs i'm my shirt but you get what i'm saying like i do i do and you know when remember whenever roseanne barr was being like racist on twitter yeah she was like she was like i took ambien that was her excuse right and then the makers of ambien came out do you remember what they said no it was funny they said ambien has quite a few side effects not one of them is racism <laughs> right <laughs> like we'll own up to the other shit i know somebody yeah. who took ambien and packed her entire closet she woke up she she had two margaritas and took ambien and woke up in her entire closet was packed up into these boxes <laughs> she had no heavy of it people kill people on ambien my doctor told me never to take it again she's like uh I'd rather you not sleep than murder your husband I'm like what (laughs)
1: anyway
0: I don't know I just think I think there's a line that's all I'm saying so yeah of course the person you're talking about who came on to another person it didn't go anywhere and Mm -hmm. maybe who knows if the person that they were coming on to had said yes they might have just run away so there's no saying yeah yeah. yeah and also there's lines of things right like I'm not saying you don't act stupid when you're drunk, but like there, this is a whole nother. Yeah, but it, but this is the thing. He, he wasn't being out of character in terms of being gay. He was gay. I'm not saying he ever came out and literally said those words, but his father believed okay, he was Okay, so he gay. was gay. Well, we don't know. He's not around to tell us because I don't think that he ever actually had like boyfriends or anything. Not but it. for his father to say, "I did believe that he was gay," and when he told me this, I wasn't upset at him. I was upset at the drug. That he did these drugs, you know, and so that was that was the thing. So to me, it's like he probably he was gay. Like, right. And it's very dangerous to, I think, to shave your pubes while you're under the influence, too. Oh, so. I always make sure I'm over when I'm shaving mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad, a bad accident, <laughs> a
1: bad idea
0: <laughs> waiting to happen. there's like, Do you watch The Righteous Gemstones? No, I can't. So there's a scene where John where John Goodman, he's like an older preacher and he's about to get it on with a prostitute, but he his wife died and he hasn't had sex in a long time. So when he's in the bathroom, like, prep, you know, getting himself worked up, he sees an electric razor there and he thinks he ought to shave his pubes, but he ends up like cutting himself. Curtis <laughs> watches that. He said there's just a whole lot of male genitalia, just gratuitous dude, That's, dude. It's the six. year of constantly. It's the year of penises for television, like... like what other every, penises are there? Uh, Euphoria, like pretty much every HBO show has at least... Just penises every, all around? Yeah, penis stuff, lots of penises. Wow. I don't watch Euphoria, I heard it's good, but I don't watch it, but... um, Okay, so, where were we? He stripped naked, danced around the house, engaged in sexual activity after shaving off his pubic hair. Yes. Okay, so, after this disappearance, it's not like the cops did what they sometimes or usually do when it's a grown adult human. They didn't say, well, I'm sure he just left. They like searched the town. They searched the outskirts of the town um, and talked to uh, everyone they could get a hold of, especially this whole idea of like these drug associates and there was nothing. which absolutely nothing. Now, we're going to get even weirder here, okay? So, I'll put a pin in that. I'm going to take a turn and I'll come back. So, Meantime, not in Skidmore, but in a town a few hours away, a town called Fulton Moe. And in weird Missouri Mo world, there is a guy named Jack Wayne Rogers. I'm going to read to you what the MissouriNet.com article says. Direct quote, okay? A federal judge has decided that Fulton resident Jack Wayne Rogers, by the way, can we stop with people having the middle name Wayne? Has that ever been a good idea? No, it's guaranteed serial killer material. Fucking A, right? You're yeah. Just something is going on there. You're just Stop it. Imagine if he'd been named Jack Ryan Rogers. Or, anyway. what if, you know, maybe, maybe if I had a kid, I could name him Wayne Wayne for EJ. I wonder if that would, like, break the mystique of, right? Because it's not really your middle name. What? I don't think that kid would do very well in elementary Wayne school. Wayne Wayne. <laughs> Isn't that son <fun>, Wayne Wayne? <laughs> yes. Wayne Wayne. W. So, can I finish? Sorry. Okay. Can I finish? <laughs> A federal judge decided Jack Wayne Rogers is so weird that he should go to prison for five times longer than the maximum recommended federal sentencing guidelines. This Isn't that business? because of his weirdness the way his weirdness shows up okay so he got 30 years after pleading guilty to 11 charges of obscenity and child pornography cool. <laughs> okay federal prosecutor says some of the scene material on his computer indicated that he also is responsible for something that we're gonna have to have a talk about this now let me tell you a little bit about jack wayne he is a former church minister, I think, in the Presbyterian Church, nothing against Presby's, and a Boy Scout leader. Well, he decided um, to help somebody by um, cutting off the man's genitals in makeshift gender reassignment surgery that he decided to do in a hotel room.
1: Nice.
0: Asked if he was a doctor. Was he a doctor? <laughs> Marie, he was not. He was not in any way a trained medical person. You know, this is not the first time I've heard of this happening. Uh, There's a documentary out there on the Heaven's Gate people. Yeah, they did chemical castration though, right? Oh, no, there's a really funny sequence in the documentary. I think it's personally funny where, like, one of the guys... So, everyone's jealous in the group, like who's more pious, who's more committed, right, so they're like trying to one up each other on who can be more committed okay and the head of the the organization is a gay man, and he hit on one of the members and then felt bad about it, and so he felt like the only way I'm gonna get over my gender issues is just to cut my genitals off, right, so one of the other guys in gonna the group is gonna get drunk first right? though because. Well, one of the guys in the group was like, yeah, I'll do my genitals too. And then the leader backs out and everybody's like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And then there's a woman in the group that's a registered nurse and she feels that she could probably do it. So they all get together and everyone backs out. But this one guy that everybody in the group is like, oh, he's such a kiss ass to the leader, you know? Yeah. And she cuts him off. But something bad happens, like blood is spraying everywhere, and they're like, "Oh shit, we shouldn't have done this." So they load this guy up in a car and just dump him at the emergency room. Yeah, is his penis missing. Yeah, yeah. I never heard that part of the story at all watch the documentary. What yeah. it, okay, Heaven's Gate. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. But there's tons of other crazy stuff like that, but. I mean, I I think that you might find more homemade gender reassignment surgeries than you would think. Really? This is uncommon. I don't think so. Go ahead. So um, back to the opening sentence of this article, the judge decided he was so weird. (laughs) Okay, He um, was found, uh, or he pled guilty to first degree assault and practicing medicine without a license. And the person actually survived it. And this was a person whose name was Michael before now goes by Madison and um, didn't know where else to turn. And, you know, this was early 2000s in Missouri and where he, you know, desperate, you know, so she did survive it. Um, So one of the things that caused the judge to send him to prison for so long is the obscene material on his computer indicated that he had surgically removed sex organs of other men and ate them
1: are you okay well,
0: obviously it's again <laughs> it was there wasn't like a whole bunch of people standing in line to get their junk cut off he was doing this against their will there is absolutely no indication of who these people were and there probably are people who actually want somebody to do that i don't know but there's no indication you know what i mean where are the victims there's no the only person they name as a victim was this madison person who survived this hotel room thing that he actually went to prison for. So uh, one of the things that they also found on his computer, and he admits that he did this, is he emailed photographs of the removed genitalia to other people. Um, and you know, he liked to eat male balls. You know, I was actually thinking about coming to visit you and I was thinking we could watch some YouTube videos and maybe you could give me breast implants. Just, i'm gonna go to the university of youtube medicine <laughs> and i'm gonna learn how to do all this right we can just fill some ziploc bags with glue or something and you can just, and i'll get a turkey baster and i'll just start <laughs> and like, your boobs will just be like ginormous like how stupid i'm sorry like i understand that if somebody doesn't feel like they're in the right body that they're desperate but anyone have people have to know that a medical procedure where you remove a body part is not going to go well well i'm not saying this person wasn't responsible for making that decision to be in that hotel room but i don't know what this guy represented as far as when his medical expertise like that he was a doctor or something exactly then he was a a physician or a surgeon or whatever you know he's got a weird Um, cutting people's junk off fetish clearly
1: but I don't I, I don't also, disagree with this judge. He
0: liked man. Marie, he liked the taste. I don't particularly like mushrooms, but some people do. I probably wouldn't want to eat a, a live human male, you know, bowl, but he did. I don't know if he cooked it first. I don't know what the recipe was, but this was his bit. It was he liked to cut them off and eat them. Who are Sp- we to judge? Spaghetti with man balls. <laughs> That's the best. This is one of my favorite parts. We're still to the getting the weird stuff out here. So Rogers, um, when they were coming through his computer and all these chat rooms and stuff, they found a chat log in which a person logged in using a screen name that was subscribed to by Rogers. That screen name, Marie, was Buggerbutt. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't say it without Bugger it. Buggerbutt? There's my new password. <laughs> bugger butt 2022 i was thinking that would be our new garage fan name but okay <laughs> you can do 2022. <laughs> we'll have to change it next year though it doesn't have a long bugger doesn't have a long shelf life that's our new that's the name of this episode <laughs> <laughs> um so the person bugger butt that's what i'm gonna call Rogers from now on bugger butt wrote about murdering and disposing of a guy in a remote area of the Ozarks Mm -hmm. okay now he described what this person looked like and that he was a hitchhiker and that he was a young thin blonde 20 something that he
1: picked up in Skidmore
0: and he had shaved fumes (laughs) <laughs> do you want to ask him I, they didn't say anything about the pubes <laughs> um in these posts bugger butt described picking up this hitch tiger in skidmore and he raped and tortured murdered and buried the man's body somewhere out in the ozarks
1: hmm. yeah okay um
0: we have a lot more on this Um, we're going to get to other strange and terrible crimes that happened in or around the town of skidmore so we're going to carry this over to our next episode. Yay. Part one will conclude now. Yeah. And if you think this story is interesting, next week there's going to be a super creepy connection to all these uh, murders. And it's really bizarre. It's really yeah. bizarre. We are only halfway there. All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. See you next time.